live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 609, welcome in 39 degrees in the capital city on a Monday morning. Glad to have you uh, with us today. Got a good show for you today. A uh, lot to get to. A lot to get to. We've uh, got Fantasy Huskers coming up in 25 minutes. We'll have keywords again. It's 635 and 810. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Nebraska football this weekend, what it means for the future, the quarterback position, all of that. Uh, Dirk Chatlin is going to join us as well. Um, but but before we, before we jump into anything else, we, we'll get into a whole bunch of other stuff today. Uh, I think it would be weird if I did not start the show today with what has kind of dominated uh the weekend of the station the weekend of the people who work for the station uh the the weekend of a lot of people who um listen to the station uh and a lot of kind of the local news media buzz over the course of what the last two and a half days uh if you if you aren't familiar well (laughs) lucky you um but but um the 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 long and short of it is and i'm not gonna you can you can go through and catch up um and and form your own positions form your own opinions uh just kind of figure out all the detail I can, I can only give you so much but uh uh commander jack riggins had an interview on his show uh friday afternoon um with a uh a woman who remained uh anonymous used an alias um and had described uh, an incident where she, an incident where she said she was um, sexually assaulted, raped is the word she used um, by Adam Morfeld. Um, there was then a story that ran on it on the website, um, and uh, suffice it to say, there's a lot of controversy around that, um, and and uh, some criticism, some defending of it. Uh, it was a it was a huge thing. It was a big thing, and obviously with the election coming up on. On Tuesday, there are a lot of people who are very passionate uh, about how it was handled, um, and and in in various directions. Um, so, I mean, that's it. You can, I mean, that is a very short. It's all up on the web if you want to um, fully understand it, fully hear it. All of those, all of those things. Um, I guess a, a, a couple of things here that I want to say right at the outset, and and if anybody else does, uh, they're absolutely welcome to. Two, um, I, 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 I do want to say I can't. I mean, I, I can't give anyone much insight on the inner workings, of the you know, the decisions of doing this, because I'll be completely honest. I was outside uh, grilling dinner for my family at uh, at about five forty-five on Friday night when my phone started blowing up, um, and and this whole thing happened. And so that was that was the exact moment I became aware of of any of it. I didn't I didn't know it was happening. Um, I wasn't here. Um, the, I normally don't get you know like a, a heads up. Nor am I involved in in these sorts of things um, uh, in the program in the afternoon. Uh, you know, it's Jack's show, and he does he does what he does, and and the same goes vice versa. So I so that's just number one. I just zero zero involvement in the whole thing. And honestly, I spent Friday night really just trying to catch up on what was happened, what was said, what the story is. Um, because as you 
Um, you probably know if you listen to the show, I, <laughs> I try and stay informed and talk about local politics to the degree that is helpful on the show for people, but I also have a healthy share of uh, disdain for the entire that entire process and where politics is right now and so um and so i probably wasn't wasn't as uh knowledgeable about it going into friday as as some people were um so so uh that's the first thing um uh i have had a lot of people who a lot of people (laughs) um and and probably other employees have here too i've had a lot of people uh who have uh received feedback from listeners uh, in 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 different directions, I've had a I have had a fair share of people um, request that I you know I say something that I comment on it that I take a take a stand on it uh, publicly on on what happened and, and I guess I'll just start by by telling you this uh, and I maybe I'll disappoint some people by saying this but. I'm not I'm not going to go on this mic. I'm not going to go uh on on social media and itemize my own evaluation of my employers and my coworkers um you know decisions on this whole thing. I I'm not going to do it. Um it I don't it it's a that would be a a very non-productive thing. Um, it would not be prudent on my own part, given my, you know, my own interests and my own job. Uh, it is not, you know, my job to, to, to make those decisions. Um, and then there, there are some people who say, well, Jack, you, you know, you've got some influence there. Why aren't you doing anything? Well, I, w- I will say this because I'm not saying something on the mic and I'm not putting out, you know, tweet after tweet about this whole thing does not mean I'm not making my feelings known behind closed doors as appropriate. And so I'll, I'll, I'll say that it's, it is not that I'm, I, it is not that I've got no opinions. I definitely do. Um, it is not that I'm clamming them up. I am trying to use them, deploy them in, uh, the way that is most prudent and, and most effective. Um, and with knowledge of all of the context of everything that's happening right now. Um, and so, you know, and there's also, as, as you probably suspect, there's to some degree uh, a, a legal component of this whole thing, which uh, I am very sensitive to and very aware of as well. So um, there's all of that. I can tell you this. I don't <laughs> I haven't heard anything um, from management that they want me to pass longer they've told me to say or not to say this morning um i i presume they will have something to say uh down the road here fairly soon but um i don't i I don't know i'm not necessarily involved in that process either um so that's uh, so to, to to any degree that that answers some of the questions people have had for me throughout the course of the weekend um you know, there's, there's that part of it. Um, it's not that I, it's not that I don't care about it. It's not that I don't have thoughts about it, but, uh, you're, you're, I'm just not going to come on here and itemize what I think of everything that happened. Um, now this, I will say, um, and it's been a, it's been a frustrating, I'm in a, I'm in a foul mood. I will absolutely say that. And there's probably a lot of people who are, 
um, because I, I I think I can say this much. Um, I hmm. I it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting um, being in this position. It really does, and I feel that way right now, and it'll come out, so it doesn't really behoove me not to say anything um, because I, you know, for a variety of, of things, a variety of times um, that has happened, and, it, and um, <laughs> you know, it's probably fair to say I do, I and we do something on the show that's a little different from a lot of the rest of the station for better, you know, for better, for worse. Some people don't like that. Some people do like that. Um, but to, but it all coming along with that territory are these situations and it's not just, it's been for not just for weeks or months. It's been, it's been years and it is really hard. And, 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 you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate it. I really am. I've had a lot of people. Uh, who I know, who I have personal relationships with, who are very close to me, uh, or very close to the show, who I've gotten to know through this show, uh, who have um, who have said, you know what, we're uh, we're I, I love what you do on the show, I love the show, but I'm done with with the show to send a message. Um, <laughs> that's uh, man, that is. Uh, that's hard to hear. That is that's that's tough to hear. Um, and, and, and I guess the only thing, and everybody's got their prerogative. If they th- they think that that is going to send the message or or get the result that they want, I get it. I I mean, I guess I I understand. I understand. Um, but I I will tell you this from having been had quite a bit of experience in people hearing some things on the radio they didn't like and what you know what the process is how people react to all of that i i will tell you getting more of uh, getting more of what you like on the air is not very well achieved by disavowing what you like on the air and having a blanket and and having kind of a blanket policy because there's there you know you get a lot of that in radio in all kinds of situations never listening no, never never listening never supporting you know, you know not at whatever i mean that happens that's kind of the nature of media right now um but i but but i am asking wherever you are you 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 liked you didn't like you've got no opinion I am telling you, if you like something that's on the air, the best way to get more of what you like is support what you like. 100%. And that's going to sound self-serving. I get that. Um, but because if, 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 if it is your thought that, that you know, the, the way that I've done my show and how it's been different than a lot of talk radio has been just me kind of in a shell, not aware of what's going on around me, not aware of what's going on other places, not, not, you know, just being complicit and, and ignorant of it. Then 
I've been here 16, 17 years. Um, I have, I have, and I continue to want to make radio to make, you know, this station to do, to, I think I have an, an idea for how these things should be and how they should go. And it's, it's not always an, an easy ideal to achieve or, um, or to, you know, you're swimming upstream in a lot of these cases, but I mean, if you uh, listen, if you want to, <laughs> if you like this show and and you want to eventually get it to a point where it's not gonna it's not gonna work on this station, then then by all means boycott it, right? Just say goodbye to it. Um, the station's still gonna be here, okay? Programming's still gonna be here. It is. Um, so anyway, I think, you know, that's, that's, that's what I've particularly got to say about that. Um, I'm going to keep doing the show. Um, I hope uh, the show, my show isn't going to change. I hope you're going to, I hope you're going to listen to it. And I hope more, you know, more important than anything. I hope you are going to, if you're using your energy, passing on what you think about something, uh, tell people who matter what's right and what's working and what you want more of. And not less of. Um, Tim Herza normally joins us at 10. Uh, he is not going to be joining us today and for the foreseeable future. That is not our choice. That is his choice. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Um, you know, he, but it's going to be unavoidable to note that he joined us at 810. He's been a, a friend and a, um, a guest, a friend of mine for a long time, a, a guest on this show. Uh, I think he's done a great job of kind of when we do when we do need to talk about politics. I thought he's always done a great job of putting in a way that is that fits what kind of the mission of this show is. Um, won't have him anymore. And uh, I don't know if that'll be the end of it or not. Um, and, and so I'm really disappointed by that. But I, I probably need to to tell you to tell you that. So, you know, and, and he will not be on our election coverage on Tuesday night. Um, and and again, I won't put words in his in his mouth uh, about why he's made that decision, but uh, I've been notified that he's made that decision. Uh, so anyway, that's um, that's what I've got to say this morning. Uh, I'm sorry that it might not have been the you know kind of the full throated, deep down in my my soul and my um, you know in my my love my understanding of of ethics and the law and all of those things that you're not going to get that, but you're not. Um, so uh, anyway, guys, I don't uh, re just real quick, uh, Caleb, um, you probably know more frankly than, than I do about, um, some of the, the management stuff on this. Is there anything you want to add to, to any of that? Or, I mean, I don't, well, there, I don't mean to filibuster this whole thing. No, there, but, there's nothing really I can say at this point other than from my end of things, if there's programming or, and that includes news, if there's news or a show or content that you don't like or have issue with, I want to hear that. If there's content, news, things, content, uh, shows, anything on the air that you do like, I want to hear that. That affects programming going forward. And that's all I can really say right now. Okay. Mark, anything else to add? No, I'm still working uh, the story side of this. So okay. I'm... And and we've been working it for 
coming up on a week. Okay. Okay. Different angle or a different set of background information through news sources that uh, I developed and other people in the newsroom developed. And uh, there is a lot more to uh, what what we think could be a, a story we don't know at this point. And that's why the news department uh, is has not made a, a news story out of this. All right. So a fair statement. Yeah. Caleb? Yeah. Management, Caleb, I believe, have been fully updated all week on what uh, the news department has been looking into. So but we have nothing concrete at this point. Well, guys, I just want to do the show. I mean, I do. Um, and I'm it, 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 it's fair to say I'm really frustrated. So you can probably hear that. Um, but we're going to keep doing the show. We're going to go on with the show. And we got a good show for you today. Uh, Caleb's going to jump into sports. Nebraska basketball opening day for the men and the women. That's exciting. Uh, we'll keep going with Fantasy Huskers. This Nebraska football thing is going to get really interesting here in the coming days and weeks. And just another gut-wrenching loss for Nebraska fans. That didn't really help my mood this weekend either, um, to be honest. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and we'll get into all of the all the news that's happening today. So uh, that's coming up. Six. Major Mark Anderson's in the building. You're going to talk with him shortly, I believe. In 10 minutes. Uh, yes. And he I even got him a cup of coffee, so he's ready for it. All right. Sounds good. We'll be talking to him at 635 then. All right. Stick around. we got more LNK today with Jack and friends coming up on KLIN. Afternoon. On Tuesday, can't completely rule out the chance for a few spotty showers. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, another prize pack given out last week for Fantasy Huskers. Somebody's enjoying some pizza and gear, and that is... Brad in Ashland was the last picker. He took the lowest number of completions. God. And Nebraska still didn't get to it. What was his guess? 12. And it was 11? Got to 11. Almost hit it on the nose, didn't he? There were a couple Ugh. of drops. Could have changed the winner. What do I say? Every t- The 10th pick is golden and pick on the extremes. There's <laughs> the two laws about fantasy Huskers <laughs> that I think have really borne themselves out. So, hey, we're playing again for Nebraska and Michigan. And, uh, well, you know. I thought we would do, well, Caleb actually thought this, and I, I supported it, because I think there's a wide variety of places this one could go. I think we're giving you a a big a, bi- a, long, a big amount of breadth in terms of your picks for this one. By the way, I honestly believe that this is the first time since I've been here with Fantasy Huskers that you've just said, yeah, that's a good idea on the very first try when I've offered up a question. I've got... That says more about my suggestions than it does about... It it says more about my weekend than it does about your suggestions, Caleb, and my mental capacity right now. You said, yeah, that'll do. (laughs) That's what that says, something about. Uh, All right, so we are doing... uh, So it's going to be total points that Michigan scores. That's it. How many points does Nebraska give up to the Michigan Wolverines? Uh, But to get the first... And you can get the first picking and strike first and try and get the best number right off the bat by texting us this keyword this week. What is it? Quarterback. Quarterback. Q U A R T E R B A C K. Text that in. Rickstown Recognition text line at 402 479 1400. Quarterback. And 
Uh, we will uh, we will uh, then pick from the people who text that in to make the first pick. We'll text you and notify you. Uh, if you don't get it, don't despair. You got a lot of chances this week. Every day, in fact, six thirty five and eight ten. There will be another one at eight ten today. So uh, that's what we got. And uh, with that, I want to say. Hello to Major Mark Anderson from the Salvation Army joining us right now. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is in this weather great. Uh, it was coming nice. over here, November. It's I know. Beautiful. I got my cargo shorts on still <laughs> pre-Thanksgiving here, and I'm excited to keep it on, although I do think I think we're going to uh, Thursday to Friday, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a, you know, it's very Nebraska-esque, but we have a uh, potential high of uh, right now forecast high of 72 on Thursday. Friday's forecast high. 33. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. 40 degree drop in 24 hours. Yeah, but you know, on Friday, we light the big tree. And once that tree grows, uh, all those lights and all the excitement and all the activity is over. It's a Christmas feel. I mean, we, yeah, I agree. I Listen, if the, this time of year when we start doing the, the holiday stuff, I'm totally fine with it cooling down a little bit. Before we get into all that, I just want to thank everybody uh, who came out to High V. Uh, on Friday, uh, we, I was at the 70th and Pioneers location, uh, and we had uh, some of our other radio personalities from around the building uh, that were over at the Williamsburg location. I talked to a bunch of listeners. Uh, we raised a bunch. Of, we had a bunch of money. People, uh, a bunch of people filling the kettles. People coming up and buying turkeys, Mark, and hopefully that's uh, that's done some good with the turkey drive I've, this I year. I think the biggest year we've ever had. I've been oh talking gosh. to the well, managers at the High V to two High V stores. You guys have really grown. Very this program to uh, to reach out all through the city, and I want you to know the numbers of folks coming in to sign up for those Thanksgiving baskets is in a in a sharp I, I incline. Got to imagine, and yeah, so got to imagine the first day, sixty five families, which uh, traditionally we would have twenty five or thirty on the first day, and they're just lining up, which is a positive thing because it means that this community, Lincoln Lancaster County, wants to make a difference in the lives of those who are less fortunate. Not only at the the army but across this city and yeah. a great host of nonprofits who have come together each holiday and throughout the year serving those who just need a little extra help yeah. a little extra and, lift up and i know and, and before we get to the christmas stuff i know that now you still continue that effort we raised some money for that but now you're working to try and get meet all those requests that you've got for the for the for the thanksgiving dinners you got it right and i'll tell you what we have a lot of companies that uh instead of uh giving out turkeys to their employees they come by the army and drop off turkeys they drop off canned goods and Really, I want you to know that when we all become partners together, lives can be changed. So it isn't really about the Army. and You know, it's great that we're a catalyst for, for some of that work. Mm-hmm. But we really do appreciate those who uh, are looking out for the less fortunate and really have a heart for people in need. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I'll just say from my own experience, I was over there. Uh, at the Hy-Vee at 70th Pioneers over the noon hour and the amount of people who wanted to help and wanted to figure out how they could help and helped in, in pretty significant ways. I saw some of the things that they were putting in the, uh, in the kettles or the purchases that they were making of turkeys. It was cool. It was, it was heartwarming. Uh, and so I appreciate everybody coming out and, uh, helping with that. Uh, but you've got that going on in the background now, but you're also kicking something else off here later this week, as you mentioned, uh, the big tree of light ceremony. Tell us a little bit yeah, about this. Yeah. You may have wondered. We put a big tree up on, on O Street. <laughs> Yep. Early, because we had to, uh, and it's at 53rd and O, which is Home Realty's uh, facility Very there. easy to see. I mean, 
this is a very inconspicuous spot to put this thing. <laughs> I think that was a good idea. Good real estate. Well, there. we we are very thankful to our friends at Home Realty for their support of this each year. And we're going to kick it off this year, starting at 5.30. We've got the band. We'll kick it off with Christmas music. We've got uh, all kinds of vendors and all kinds of food trucks. Uh, Santa is going to make a, a, a stopover, and it's open to the public. We want to invite the public to come in 5.30 to 7, and we're just going to have a great party celebrating not only Christmas and holiday assistance, but but Lincoln and the people coming together and just celebrating. What a great way, if you have time uh, on Veterans Day, just to spend some time and support uh, this this great great cause. All right, so give me give me the details that people do need to know then uh, about if they'd like to be a part of it. Sure, then. all you have to really do is show up. There is yeah. a plenty of parking there, uh, and really it's a free event. We just want you to come and and celebrate. Our, our friends at Channel Eight are going to be there to uh, put the the lighting of the tree on live when oh, the cool. news broadcast. Yeah, it's really cool. What time does it happen? It happens about six oh seven. Okay, tell me between so there's a window there somewhere. Right. All right. So we're timing it with uh, with Fowler and Megan so they can be so they can be uh, ready and have the uh, the countdown right now. And 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 I guess maybe people will see it. People under you know they know obviously they know about the Salvation Army the holiday season. But that tree, what does it represent? What is it? What is it all about for sure, you guys? Sure. Uh, go yeah. ahead. You know, it's really great. We we have a $625,000 goal. Need has no season. So these are the funds we use throughout the year to help individuals who are in need. It is a opportunity for folks to think about bell ringing. Uh, ringbell.org is where you can go. No, I'm sorry. Register to ring.org. Things are changing mm-hmm. so rapidly. Register, Register to ring.org. Ring. And uh, change just like that. <laughs> uh, and we really need folks to come in and volunteer and help us in that way. They can stop by the friendly buckets and drop off some money. Or if they really are thinking about, you know, making a, a, a gift and they just want to write a check because that's the easy thing to do, you can do that. That. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thousand ways to help the less fortunate throughout the holiday, and here we want to make it easy. And if individuals want to help the Salvation Army, you can just again go to registertoring.org. There's a great opportunity for you to either give a gift or to ring the bell. And if if people you know do do give uh, to the kettle, uh, if people are raising money as as a ringer, those sorts of things, tell us specifically how that money is used in the community. Yeah, first and foremost, we want to make sure that. Those are taken care of during the holidays. So we give toys. We set up a giant toy store in our gym. It's all free to the families. We invite mom and dad to come through, select the toys that they want for their kids. Uh, We put them in a very uh, nice black garbage bag so nobody knows where they came from. And we also pack hand-packed baskets still here in Lincoln. And we use, uh, interestingly enough, both uh, Super Saver and Hy-V bags. So when they come home, the kids don't know that they came from the community, but they think mom and dad are just bringing some wow. good groceries home. So we are really wanting to be sensitive. Then throughout the year, the Salvation Army provides things like bus passes. Uh, they provide utility assistance. We provide food. We do uh, some some intervention work to help families to get into homes we have a program called pathway of hope which uh is an intense case work where we work with a, an individual or a family to try to get them back into a house from homelessness to uh to a complete continuum of care until they're back on their feet we've had some great success stories 
And it's a lot of work. It's tedious work. We've had a lot of failures along the way because, you know, we're dealing with people. But, you know, for every failure, we think about those successes in the lives of families and, and how we can restore families if we just take the time. So those dollars go to operate the Salvation Army uh, throughout the year and help us to also provide music lessons for kids, uh, after-school program, teen night activities to keep kids off of the streets. And we know we need to have something organized so kids aren't into trouble uh, right. So lots of activities, lots of support. And again, we're just counting on individuals, businesses, families to get together this holiday and make a difference. How is kind of the profile? I mean, we hear so much about the economy, I think, impacting a lot of us. But how has kind of that impacted the, the profile of need that you're seeing in the community? Yeah, so a lot of it, you know, we think of the unemployed, but we think of the underemployed. And so a lot of folks are, you know, they've got two jobs going and they're trying to make ends meet. Prices are going up. You know, the costs of, of housing is going up, the cost of food. We all know all those things. And just like they're impacting us, they're impacting those who really don't have the dollars in the checkbook to meet all of the, the, the bills that come through the mail. And so our goal is to help folks to find some balance in life. Our folks is, our focus is to help people to, to find the resource in the community that's going to best match their need. And then we're going to try to help them to get to a better life. Uh, job readiness is a big deal for us. We want to uh, uh, workforce development. We have signs all over the place. We post all kinds of things. We've been meeting with the chamber to try to find ways to kind of integrate those who are coming in for assistance into a job market where there are jobs that are going empty. So those are the kinds of dollars uh, that are being spent. Mm -hmm and raised during this holiday season when do the uh, and and I'm, i apologize but it already happened when does the bell ringing when does the the, the kettles actually start well you know what we're going to roll those kettle stands out on wednesday starting okay. at uh, uh, 11 o'clock be a little ahead all right that's right we got to start a little early yep. we're actually three days later than last year okay uh we just felt like we wanted to wait for the cooler weather. Of course, no, we didn't. Uh, we we really felt yeah. <laughs> like the timing was right for us to start this Wednesday, and we'll run through Christmas Eve. And again, if if you have time um, or some space, you want to make it a, a family tradition, you can meet us at uh, ringbell.org, and we would be happy to sign you up. I'm at well, I'm at register to ring. Oh, register, uh, register boy, to, I'm, I'm, my I'm, mind is gone. I'm, I'm sorry. I am. That's all right. Register I, to ring. You're right. I am on the uh, I'm on the site right now, um, and it's a it's a real simple way to do. Uh, you type in the date that you you might want to do it. You can do it as an individual. You can do it as a group. Then you can pick. Like I'm already on Wednesday. By the way, Wednesday it's going to be 79 so that'd be a great day to do it um, right <laughs> to, right right to start things out but if you're also hardy doing it on the cold days would be awesome uh but it's a really simple simple thing to do and and if you're looking for something to do a family with friends and uh just for a couple hours there this is a great way to do it. i've done it lots of times um in in all kinds of weather as they say but it it makes a huge difference to have those people out there ringing the bell i assume well it really does you know we do hire some bell ringers and the reason we do that is because we want uh individuals who would be underemployed or unemployed to have a, a great holiday and it's a pride oriented thing to sure. be able to work but the vast majority of funds that are raised at the kettle are raised by volunteers who go to that website I'm going to let you repeat that website. Yep. Uh, go to that website. Register to ring, uh, register to ring .org or dot, register to ring.org. I'll get it yep. right. And uh, go in there. You can select a time and a date. 
Uh, you get to pick the site that, uh, as long as somebody else isn't there. Yep. And uh, you can select the time frame that you want to be there. So it's it's a great win-win situation. Uh, we count on it every year. There are probably uh, several hundred uh, families, businesses, and uh, individuals who have already signed up. Very good. And it looks like there's some some spots available. So check out uh, that site, registertouring.org. All right. Well, Major Mark, anything else I missed that uh, you want to get out there? We just want to thank Broadcast House and uh, KLI for making a difference this holiday season through the turkey thon and through the tree of lights absolutely let's keep working together let's make a big difference and uh let's uh, get those ringers out there and have a really productive winter helping the community hey i always appreciate all your help and your work in this community major mark i appreciate it we'll talk again soon all right thank you there you go all right it's 8 tuesday and it'll remain that way throughout the day a few spotty showers can't be ruled out for the channel 8 storm alert team i'm meteorologist malcolm byron you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. 655 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sorry you uh, you didn't win the Powerball jackpot if you bought a ticket. Well, Good news, buy, though. If you didn't buy a ticket, you definitely didn't. You want two b- 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 billion one point nine, very possibly going up to two billion dollars, Caleb, and our uh, our what twenty thousand dollars salary a day is probably going to jump up to uh, a hundred thousand, twenty five thousand dollars a day uh, with this whole thing. But yes, the uh, <laughs> and the lump sum is almost a billion dollars itself. That's insane. Insane, uh, but yes. That so they said no, no winners on Saturday tied the game record for the number of consecutive drawings without a grand prize winning. So this is the longest they've ever gone mm-hmm. without this uh, happening. Um, and yeah, Powerball January 2016, one point five eight six billion was the highest before that. And uh, gonna guess this is gonna. I bet they get up to two before Wednesday happens because this is just gonna. Keep being a bigger and bigger story. More people if are going to no be talking tonight. about it. Um, oh, there's a, there's one tonight. Yes. Okay. I was thinking Saturday. I thought I thought it was Saturday, Wednesday. So Saturday, Monday. Because they made it. They, they so it used to be two drawings a week, uh-huh. and now it's three. Drawings oh, okay. A week. This shows how much I play Powerball. So, so it's I didn't now even realize that Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. All right. Maybe I'll grab one then. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. It is Monday. My bad. Thank you very much for correcting me on on that one. So anyway, sorry if you were uh, if you were. <laughs> If you were on the short end of that one, but you know, good news, you can win again. some more money tonight. Try again. You got a uh, another shot at that. Um, Nebraska basketball gets started tonight. Uh, well, first of all, day game for Husker women's basketball today. noon against. What's, what's the deal with a Monday noon game? So, because it's the first day that you can play, and both men and women are playing at home, you can split it up into well, make it a split double header for the day. So one of them has to play at noon. Okay. In in order to get everything done between games and get the second game. I have a uh, I have a women's basketball fan in my house, a little women's basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Well, she's getting getting uh growing up a lot, but she is a very staunch women's basketball fan Good. and she is not happy about the uh which team got the primetime schedule during school she is not happy tell them you should hear the question she's asking me about this about the about the scheduling she's like wait so it's on at noon on a school day and she's like 
she's like, why isn't it at night? And I was like, well, the, the men have a game at, at night in the same place. She's like, so they, so the women just get, <laughs> the women just get, she said, I, I like she, said she said, aren't they the one that's ranked? <laughs> you, you make a very valid point, young Miss Mitchell. <laughs> there was a part of me I was so I was I was so you know proud of her dedication and inquisitiveness. There's a part of me that wanted to make a call to the school and just say, you know what, she she's playing hooky today. We're going to go well, out to Devaney and watch this team that she. They might she play at Pinnacle so Bank much. Arena. Uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. Sorry, I thought it was. 19. Wow, not only do they have to play at 1987 noon, again, go play at Devaney. Well, they could have played tonight. I don't know. Could you make that a basketball court? That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. You could. Kinda they they cool. do it for the state basketball tournament. Set that up. What yeah. they should do at the schools is like you see for the NCAA basketball tournament, when all the schools and all the teachers just roll a TV into the room. Right. Or do they still do that, or do the rooms all just have? That's their own they TVs? all have projectors and stuff, so I'm sure you can. They all have flat screens. You probably on the Bluetooth wall. something in there, and <laughs> so there you go. All right, uh, coming up during the uh, seven o'clock hour. Oh boy, since we were already had so much to talk about this weekend, we still didn't. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 712, 38 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. Got our morning drive coming up in uh, about 20 minutes from right now. I'm gonna have some more. I, you know, I already kind of said my piece at six ten uh, about the the uh, the eventful weekend here at KLIN and uh, the Morfeld stuff. Oh, uh, a little more eight ten. It'll be of a bit of a different ilk, though. Uh, maybe just kind of talking about um, just some more details on on that whole thing. So be listening at eight ten for that. Uh, but among the uh, you know complete crap show of things that happened this weekend. Uh, was also a uh, loss for Nebraska football. Oh, if geez. I wasn't already in a yeah. sour enough mood uh, about about this whole thing, and once again, one, once again, Caleb won. Where you were at the beginning of the game for the second week in a row. At the beginning of the game, you're like, "Oh my gosh, they've put it together! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're about to go up fourteen to zero on a team that is going to struggle to score points quickly mm-hmm. on them. The defense is playing great." The offense looks different, and then, boom, and it all falls apart once again. Yeah. The rug is completely pulled out again in something that Nebraska fans are so miserably familiar with at this point, and it happened again. Yeah, you go down. Nebraska scored on their first two offensive drives of the game and really held – held uh Minnesota to nothing through the entire first half. And going into that game, if you haven't heard this stat, this will amaze you. If you have heard this stat, you've already heard it too many times. Minnesota had lost 32 consecutive games when trailing by at least 10 points at any point in the game. And Nebraska was up 10 points in the first quarter, so that became the magic number. Minnesota scores 20 in the second half. Nebraska gets three. And that's your ball game, twenty to three, right there. Mm-hmm. Seven straight, technically it was six straight three and outs. The seventh one was th- only three plays, but that third play was an interception. So it's kind of like seven straight three and outs. 
without making a like there was there was a, a cameo appearance by Logan Smothers in the middle of all of that. <laughs> His second when, straight week. When here, <laughs> tell me if you've heard this before. Backup quarterback makes first appearance in the game when the game is still very much in doubt, and you're inside your own ten. Yeah, that's what happened to Chubba Purdy earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. So, so there's some quarterback decisions there, and then, and, the, then so now that's the conversation going forward. What is the quarterback situation like? Is Casey Thompson healthy enough this week against a Mi- a Michigan team who's top four? Is Chubba Purdy still the guy, even though it sounds like he's practicing better than Logan Smothers is? But you get to the oh. game and see that's obviously different. And Logan Smothers, who sounds like he's not practicing as well, but you see when he gets in the game that he's clearly up to the challenge. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, I don't know how you watch last week and then this week and how you conclude that your best chance to win isn't Logan Smothers mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm not saying that's a a perfect option by any means. You know, it'd be nice if you had Casey Thompson on Saturday, and I have no idea what's what's happening there. Maybe we'll find out more on Tuesday if that's even a possibility. But, it, I mean, it is, it's hard not to watch that that game and ask and, and not ask the question why did you stick with something that so obviously has not been working during games mm-hmm. whatever's happening at practice it is so and, and the continued response has been something to the effect of well we thought we were going to have to pass the ball the problem with that is and you know what i'm going to say is there's god i hate to be so brutal on this there's not been a pass with any level of difficulty executed well um, when when Purdy is in, in, in the last two games. Well, and I tweeted it's this out. Been that opening drive was everything you wanted the coaching staff to scheme up. did a great job. They put him in a good position, low-risk passes. Not, yes. a, not a single pass went beyond the line of scrimmage. Did you realize yeah. that? It, it was, was a great you, drive. You leaned heavily into your run game. And he just ran throws out into the flats. He said, "This is how we're going to get down the field." And then you get into the get inside the two or wherever you were, and he just did a little quarterback read option, and he walks into the end zone. It was schemed up so well that you thought, "Well, you could do this realistically with any yes. quarterback." Yeah. So then, once you did start to take some shots downfield. Nebraska also didn't play very well going with the wind, which is not normal. Um, so when you were up ten nothing, why was it necessary that you had to had to be passing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you could have at at any point, especially when you were still up ten nothing in the middle of all of those three and outs, still changed quarterbacks and gone with something and said, "Well, now we'll shorten the clock. Let's right. really lean into what we have with our run game." It's- so here's the weird position you're in now if you're Trev Alberts, okay? There was probably, you know, and if you were if you you thought maybe Mickey is is the guy and you were going to move in that direction based on not based on, you know, the immediate results of the season, but you had a belief because of, you know, whatever reason that was going to be the best way to go, you're probably saying to yourself, "Yeah, okay, but if he's, you know, if the team doesn't come through at the end of the season, you know, maybe at all or maybe only one game, it's going to be a lot harder sell. 
mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Okay. Um, you know, fans, uh, assistants. I mean, you know, you can you know, pick your person. It's it's just the reality of the situation. If you come out and you announce a coaching hire where that coach is on a six game losing streak or or one and five in in his last games, that's going to raise some red flags among some people. It even if I and I get it, people love Mickey, and, he, and I'm not saying he he certainly couldn't work. But even that situation that you imagine, in the, in, if that was what happened, you didn't necessarily probably imagine it where so much of the questions about why Nebraska lost in that situation was based on kind of coaching in-game decisions yes. for personnel. And you, you thought, okay, well, maybe you just get run over by Minnesota, right? And you you lose it, you lose it twenty eight to ten, and you just couldn't stop their running game. That's a whole different deal. That's a whole different deal than it looked like you didn't you didn't read the quarterback room correctly two weeks in a row. Well, and the game feels different. Let's say Minnesota scored twenty in the first half in their run game and their pass game, and all of it looked that way in the first half, and Nebraska only got three points. And then in the second half, Nebraska really stops them. You go, okay, in-game adjustments. Nebraska puts up 10. You still lose 20 to 13. That game feels so much different, right? Like, like when you look at it, you go, okay, they made the adjustments, found a way to get back into it. They started slow, but they, they figured stuff out as they went along. They made some changes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Instead, you started out really good, and then the in-game coaching did not adjust to the situation. Yeah. That's what we saw the week before as well. When you got to a backup quarterback, you didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. Didn't didn't necessarily know how to go about that with the in-game coaching part. And we've heard Schaefer said this. We've heard other people say that the in-game coaching, like that's the easy part. That's the part that everyone sees. It's it's all the other parts that that's really hard. The other nine months out of the year, so you don't want the easy part to be harder than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, you know, <laughs> last week, uh, last week was very interesting. You know, we had, if you missed Mike Schaefer's uh, segment at 710 on the tailgate show yesterday, he did what I think was probably the best reporting anybody has done um, on kind of what's going on in the background of the coaching yeah. search right now. We it's talked like, a lot of coaching rumors on that, that segment. Yeah, uh, you, you can listen to that. And he looked, and I know there's got, you've got people in the, uh, in the sports media right now. It's kind of a weird division going on right now. Um, but I, I mean, Mike's done. You listen to the segment. You know, Mike Mike's done his due diligence on this, making calls. Um, and and um, look, he he said it on the show. I'm mean, just tell you, he said it on the show. He still thinks odds on uh, Mickey is the the favorite to get yeah. the job. He does believe that there was some things happening at the end of last week. Um, uh, those those are all the things he said. He made the calls on rule. He did everything he could, and he said he couldn't establish. That there had been any any connection um, between them, um, and you've got also some people who are, I don't know, up, upset about that reporting or or something. I don't. <laughs> I'm still not quite totally sure about the whole thing. So, um, but yeah, that's um, that's that's where we are on this thing right now. And I, you know, I think I, I think probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have my uh, antennas up. I mean, I think at any point you you still could hear something. I think we have you to. could now, um, now that we're into the month of November, and we've, but, we've talked about if you make the decision with Mickey Joseph, you make it before you can get to the potential of yeah, a six game right. If, streak. Uh, to me, if if uh, if what if those things that people are hearing that Mickey has still got a good chance of getting it, 
I would almost be surprised just based on my kind of understanding of how you want to be able to sell this thing that you've got to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. If you're going to go that direction. I still, I mean, all the, all the, you know, the insight, all the reporting aside, which I, you know, I, uh, I, I think Mike did a great job again, not, not sort of stoking rumors without information or anything like that. I still have an incredibly hard time believing that either after the Wisconsin game or after the, um, Iowa game, if Nebraska loses all of its games, or maybe even just gets one of those. I still have a hard time imagining they're going to have a press conference. They're going to make an announcement and say we're still going with Mickey. Yeah, it's and maybe they will. It's just hard. It's it would surprise me. I would have never expected that. And I don't know what that says about the search. If they do that, I don't know what that says about what Trav is and isn't looking at. I don't. Um, I don't know. So, uh, in any case. That's where we are now. Nebraska gets ready, Caleb, for Michigan. Um, one of the uh, one now, of the teams now, they, for a they, had, they had a little bit of a slow start against Rutgers, but that didn't last too long, and they ended up getting a blowout win. Which would you rather Rutgers. have a slow start against Rutgers or a slow start and a slow game against Northwestern? Yeah, and that's what Ohio State did. I didn't see any of that game because it was going on during the Nebraska game, so I'm not. Told, I know the weather was terrible there, but it's rainy and windy and 12 inch grass. Yeah. They had someone they showed in pregame kick a field goal, I think from only about the 20, and it hung up in the air and landed on the edge of the goal line. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, in any case, Michigan, Nebraska, I mean, if Nebraska wants to keep this bull dream alive, they've got to pull off the one of the upsets of the year on Saturday. Got to win out. You, you, you got to win out, otherwise it is another another season without nebraska, nebraska on the bowl schedule by the way nebraska does not have a current active win over any team in the big 10 west yeah um so there you go there you go <laughs> good times yay good times how about a miracle on saturday this, listen this fan base is so deserving of a complete ridiculous un uh, against everything that's reasonable or makes sense miracle on Saturday. <laughs> so we'll see. We will see. 2.30 game on Saturday. 2.30. 10.30 pregame here on KLIN. Alright, 7.25. Take a break for sports on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. This is the Morning Drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499 K-L-I-N. All right, it is time to count them down, and let's get things started with number five. 24 hours and 11 minutes. Polls open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. tomorrow. Races for governor, house, several key legislative races up for grabs, a lot of county uh, positions, yeah. uh, constitutional amendment, ballot initiatives, and Probably a whole lot more. We, uh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Uh, yeah, you know, it's gonna mark one of the things that's gonna be really interesting to me is looking at some of the turnout numbers uh, for this. It's a non-presidential year. It's it's the off year in between presidential races, and and of course this will be something that is indicative nationwide and and in the uh, in the state here when it comes to these closest records is who gets the turnout fired up, and there's been a whole lot of debate. 
uh, about what is going to be the more motivating issues. It, uh, is the economy, is inflation, is uh, are gas prices, are those things going to be something where it's going to benefit the turnout side? Uh, on for the more right-leaning voters and, and right-leaning candidates is the are the issues of abortion, uh, abortion, and uh, democracy and those things going to really bolster turnout on the left, and that's why you hear so many, so many of the kind of the hue and cry right now from the candidates simply being, please get out there and vote, get out there and vote, and trying to get people to actually do that. So, um, yeah, that that'll be that'll be one thing, you know. Um, in terms of the local races we are going to be watching, there's, you know, it's kind of a, a situation, Mark, where the big races, and we've said this a lot of times, the big races feel like, boy, they're, it's, a, it's a real uphill battle for the underdogs in those when it comes to the governor's race, the house race, at least the house race uh, in, in this district. But, you know, the, coming out of that midterm, there are a lot of, or excuse me, the special election, a lot of uh, Democrats are saying, well, that was really encouraging for Patty Pansing Brooks. I don't know if that sentiment has lasted. Um, I guess just when you look at some of the polling and the projections in that race. The le- and, and then the other thing I'll say, Mark, is, and, and yeah, we've had, we've already talked plenty about the, the county attorney situation and, and address that. But one of the things that is flying, I think, a little bit under the radar in this whole thing in the discussion is probably these legislative races and the impact that they are going to have. I think you could, I think you could make an argument that what happens to the balance of power and the numbers in the legislature, the nonpartisan legislature, is going to be um, the most, uh, the the most significantly impactful uh, thing to policy on our listeners' lives. Absolutely, especially with when you look ahead to the next uh, session, the 2023 unicameral, no doubt one of the key pieces that they'll be working on is some type of abortion restriction. Uh, yeah. That, yep. that, that, is, one. that yeah. one's going to, uh, plus, you know, when you, you look at it, there's been redistricting now. Uh, there's quite a few that have different areas that they're representing. So that that is also a factor. Yeah. And quite frankly, just uh, campaign, uh, I don't know what, overload from it all uh, some people are are just you know fed up with it however there's also some constitutional amendments and ballot initiatives out there that are going to drive additional people to the polls you think so do you, uh, do you, like uh, do you think a minimum wage that that, I, that alone will drive people you think i think that'll be that a, one is the one i assume the, you're mainly referring to no actually it's voter id because it overwhelmingly uh, got the signatures, and what was it, 73 out of the 90 counties or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and had a huge number. So I think that, you know, those are, are factors. And if uh, medical marijuana would have been on there. Yeah, that's you're exa- that's an interesting point, Mark. <laughs> How different would turnout look had that gotten onto the oh, ballot? It would have been even... Just bringing out a, you know, perhaps, I don't, I don't mean to stereotype any demographic, but you like you wonder if that brings out a demographic that, you know, may not be there. Um, now on the voting and well, and, and I mean you look at it the other way I I wouldn't be shocked if they try and get recreational marijuana on the ballot next time around oh I, um, I think they're probably got a better shot at getting the signatures if that happens and well they've been that? through the process several times yeah oh they, by now they know how yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah we'll, well let's see. hope so anyway <laughs> well number four Saturday tale of two halves for the uh, Huskers first half all about the Husker defense. Coming into the contest, Minnesota ranked first in the nation in third down conversion rates, 12th in rushing yards per game. The Gophers proceeded to go two of six on third downs, totaled a net rushing yards of 
Negative seven. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey first hey. Stop the count. Should have. Two weeks in a row. If, if, the, if the Huskers are ahead at halftime, can't we just invoke the mercy rule? What, what about <laughs> the mercy rule? We're ahead. It ends. What now. about we start cutting college football games in half? Think about it. Think about uh, get more games in during a day. Uh, get more games on TV, more TV revenue. Six-minute quarters. A lot of opportunities there. <laughs> a lot of opportunities there. Oh, Caleb and I delved way into that, but uh, just another mention. Nebraska plays Michigan, nationally ranked to Michigan, number three in the nation on Saturday, uh, 2.30 at the Big House. And uh, Fantasy Huskers is this week. How many points does uh, Michigan score in that game? Uh, and, and, and I still, this is all with a backdrop of... Of where the of coaching, coaching search, search is. Of where the coaching <laughs> search is. So... Things could get things could get wild and wacky again. I think at any point from now on, there could the be season. a statement literally on any day that's not a game day, in my opinion. And, and, and I think the other thing, Caleb, and if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, and Nebraska is in fact still, you know, pursuing, I, if there was a statement, I think it would be involving Mickey Joseph. Yes. Now, if they're looking at other candidates, I think you are going to start, and I think it'll happen this week. You are going to start hearing a lot more. They're going to have a lot harder time keeping secrets. And I don't just mean with the local media talking about regents meetings or whatever. I'm talking more. I'm actually with that talking more about agents, the word travels and agents, national reporters, websites that have good contacts with them. If nothing happens this week, I think you're going to start. And you got a little bit of that actually on Friday. Mm-hmm. Football Scoop had a piece out. Yep. Uh, there, there were a couple. There were some other um, slight reporting talking about, like throwing names, like Gary Patterson was thrown out there, which um, you know uh, uh, Matt Rule was was thrown out there, and and you're going to get more of that type of stuff, well, it, which which I know people are going to say well, it's internet rumors. Well, I mean, it, what it, it you may say it's internet rumors, but what it probably is is it's agents talking that may or may not have an agenda. Yeah, is what it is. So, and the, the reason you get that right now. Because this entire season now, as you said, has the backdrop of the coaching search. We are 18 days out from Black Friday. Yeah. There are three regular season games left, um, and then you get into the, the conference championship games, and it goes from there. But teams are now figuring out, and those coaches for those teams are figuring out where their season is and kind of locking up, are they going to a conference championship game? Is their regular season going to be done the weekend of Thanksgiving? Yeah. And with that, agents uh, are going to be a lot more aggressive in knowing, now I can really ramp up what I want for the person I'm representing or the conversations I've had. If it is a, a Lane Kiffin, yeah. if it is a Matt Campbell, a, a Lance Leipold, whoever right. it is, their agents can get a lot more aggressive knowing where those seasons are right now with just 25% of the year to go. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk some happier sports. <laughs> Number three. 25, 22, 25, 18, 25, 19. Uh, 17th sweep of the season for the Husker volleyball team. 20th win for the number four Nebraska Cornish. Are they going to move Ooh. up in the polls? Um, or the, what? the coaches poll? Yeah, I'm not, it depends what happened in front of them. I don't know that there were any big upsets of, of the Texas and Louisville's and San Diego's of the world uh, or Wisconsin. So probably going to stand pat on that whole thing. But it was good. I'll say this: it was it was good to see them tested and come out on top. And it's a little hard to talk about because I will say this: I apologize to you, Mark. I did not get a volleyball story up, so that volleyball one that you referenced was from this last Wednesday. Um, Sunday's match went five at Northwestern. Yes, 
Oh, um, okay. No, Brett, I, I apologize. Sorry, that was what I was that. talking about. Yes, had the, had a uh, that was earlier in the week, but the Sunday. Northwestern one went the five. Northwestern one yesterday went five. Nebraska was down two sets to one, had to win set four, twenty five, twenty three, and then won the fifth set, fifteen yep. to six. It, and I was talking about that one, <laughs> but th- it was good to see them uh, kind of get kind of get a little bit tested and come out on top. Look, felt a little bit like what happened against Creighton earlier this year, but there was a point where I was like, oh man, they're going to drop this thing. They didn't. And it's all a little hard to celebrate too much because you had that moment in the match, if you were listening. The setter for uh, Northwestern in the fifth. Now, I have not seen the highlight. I was listening to JB's call while I was raking leaves, actually. Um, but man, they stopped the match for, I don't know, 25 minutes it felt like it uh, it, was it was about a, 15 minutes okay it felt like it felt like a long time but if you if you missed it the northwestern setter was running to to kind of chase a ball that had gone off the court and from what i understand i haven't seen the video have you seen the video i haven't seen the ran video. into a the a chair an armrest on a chair from what i understand mm-hmm. at a huge rate of speed appeared to be kind of like a, a rib situation but i'm not sure they brought out a stretcher yeah. it took a long time it, all of the players, everybody who was there was obviously visibly shaken, and you still had to finish up that fifth set, which Nebraska had a lead in. And then immediately which, following the match, both teams were on the court and yeah. prayed for the health of the Northwestern setter. And so I don't have an update on, on her. I'm hoping that was just uh, just utmost precaution there with, with that kind of an injury. Uh, but it was, yeah, that, that really changed the feel of what otherwise would have been just kind of a, a remarkable a remarkable comeback uh, Nebraska ended up having there, especially in that fourth set, mm-hmm. and then to come on, come on strong in the fifth. Number two. Berkshire Hathaway reported a $2.7 billion loss as the paper value of its investment portfolio fell. Uh, but they say you really should look uh, at their operating um, measurement of performance that excludes investment gains and losses. And from an operations standpoint, they went up seven point seven six billion. Wow! I mean, you realize how much money Berkshire Hathaway is making? Well, in their operation about about um, four three, times, three times as much as the Powerball jackpot. <laughs> that's in their operations, and that's in spite of the fact which that really Geico, makes, which just makes it even more ridiculous. Which, in spite of the fact that Geico, one of their biggest insurance companies, lost a lot of money because of uh, high. Uh, prices of parts and used cars and insurance payouts. So Geico screwing thing, uh, the gecko, the Geico gecko screwing everything up for Berkshire. Uh, obviously, it's not screwing everything up. They still made seven point <laughs> seven six billion. It's holding them back. Yes, right. yes, it is. <laughs> Moving on, number one. Well, as you mentioned, that's a lot of money. So is the Powerball. Uh, nobody won Saturday night. Uh, those uh, numbers. White balls, 28, 45, 53, 56, 69. Powerball was 20. So the uh, jackpot grows to $1.9 billion at least for tonight's. I wouldn't be as surprised if it goes to $2, two billion. But anyway, I, if, at one9 Yeah, if what's you, another $100 million? Well, the way ticket sales are going, <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's $1.9 million, uh, billion, the cash payout lump sum would be nine hundred twenty-nine point one. Million. Yeesh. Uh, I've got the okay. I got the numbers on the taxes here. You ready? Yep. You ready? <laughs> so the 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 payout nine twenty nine point one is exactly what I had. Twenty four percent federal taxes. Say so you're paying quarter of a million on those two hundred twenty two thousand. 
uh, additional federal taxes due. So this would be uh, this would be uh, income taxes, uh, 120 million for those. Okay, and then you add in the state tax. I got to scroll down and find 6%. Nebraska. Uh, yeah, to get that number, Nebraska's five uh, percent state tax withheld is what this, and then additional state taxes due brings it up to 6.84 for the final rate. That's 521 million that would go there bringing your uh to- or excuse me that i'm sorry i said that wrong the ta- the state taxes would be about 60 63 million bringing your total your total payout to 521 million 819,605 lump sum so we are over we are over half a billion after taxes after for taxes. the first time ever on the lump sum yeah you know, pretty soon they're going to start. To, uh, this is going to add up to some real money. Yeah, we're, we're starting to Finally. get there. We're starting to get there. <laughs> Why don't we? Uh, could we all agree as a? Could we all agree as a, a society now? You know, it's like when you get to your fantasy football league and there's a you know a cash prize for it, and you're like, what, should we just agree to split the cash prize now? And you know, and that that way nobody's a loser. What, what do you say we all split this up right now? We just say, all right, nobody's a winner. Let's all split this up. Okay? Well, no. What, it, $2 it, to each American? <laughs> yeah. What do you know? Oh, no. There's $330 It'd be yeah. more than 2 bucks. Uh, well. It'd be about 8 After or taxes. No, 300 Oh, yeah. Yeah, the after taxes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, but hold the on. The government's still going to tax on. us. Hold on. If Mark. we're only getting 2 bucks, the taxes are way lower. We're... We're 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 gaming the government here with this thing. Yeah, but if you're going to do this, that's right, not going to change it, my income tax rates. It should you, only go to the people that played the game. Okay, fine. So I don't. I'm out. Wait. So the fine. two dollars I used to play the game, I get back. <laughs> we all get a free ticket for the next drawing. I don't know. It's. I think we're at a point where nobody needs this. I but, do. That's, that's, yes. I, don't, don't, honestly, be, don't be grudging. The anybody. state that is going to get the the state that is going to get the windfall of this taxes. Is about as big a story as anything right now. Mark, sure. when I win this tonight, can I buy your steak in Momo? No, but you can buy me some pasta. Okay, deal. <laughs> or the duck. <laughs> but but, I, but just put this in, in. Just think about how much money is involved in, uh, you know, the lotteries and in gaming. You you know, that first week out here at Warhorse, we were what over a quarter of a million mm-hmm. dollars in tax revenue. Yeah. Just think about the amount of dollars that go into these industries. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, the Nebraska financial year 2022 budget, $4.5 billion. So if uh, th- those, uh, you know, you're putting in $50 million in taxes with that thing. So, you, you know, hey, you're getting you're getting one, what? Like one? Am I doing my math right here on that? Uh, Fifty? No, you're you're. It's still kind of a drop let me in the see here. Um, Governor Ricketts, go buy a two dollar winning ticket because representing the state, which is a tax free entity. Can a state Wait, buy? Can, can, can a state buy a lottery ticket? Get Major Mark Anderson back in here. Uh, all right, that is it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. It's seven fifty-five. You Go would this. need Stonebridge Wealth Management <laughs> if you win this. Thing. That's going to be one of my first calls. That's true. Call them right. Call your lawyer and call Stonebridge Insurance Wealth Management <laughs> one and two right after you get that winning ticket. <laughs> And invest it straight up. Soft grown.
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Hi, 41 degrees in the capital city. It is 810. Glad to have you back with us. Time for Fantasy Huskers. Text that keyword into 402-479-1400, the Rick Stein Recognition text line. And you get a chance to make a pick this week. Listen, it, it, it you know... I am still going to hold out for a miracle on Saturday that is the payback to the Nebraska fan base that they have deserved. I will never give up on We get one. Like there is a part there is a part of me that just <laughs> thinks the universe has to allow it at some point to be the most unreasonable win and joy that you've ever uh, that you can never see coming. Um and so I'm not going to give up on that hope. But I will say this, if it doesn't happen to go that way, at least if you play fantasy Huskers, You've got a little something else. You got a little more skin in the game for this thing. And uh, you'll be going to be watching to the fourth quarter, that's for sure. <laughs> because you're going to be trying to guess how many points Michigan is going to score in this game. Oh, it's Nebraska's defense going to do this game. It, they, uh, they had some pretty good moments, actually, uh, against Minnesota. But once again, just got left on the field so long. Uh, but they're, uh, uh, Bill Bush did a really good job at the beginning of that game. But anyway, you want the keyword. So uh, I'll give you that right now. The keyword to text into the Rickstein recognition text line is 402479. This isn't the keyword. The line is 402479. <laughs> The keyword is backup. Backup. B A C K U P. Backup. Backup. One word. Backup. So there you go. Go ahead and text that in. And we do have Mar- uh, Mar- I, I, what? It's either Mary or Maria. I don't know okay. why I stumbled into the explanation of that. So I'm just going to say Mary. She was the first picker. Uh, yep. She How said many points? 35. Okay. That doesn't seem awful. Okay. That's still probably too much for Nebraska to win the game, but. But that's not an out of hand, you seven. know. All right, we need a ten. Come on, who's, who's going to do it? Yeah, who's, who's uh, going to do it? Pick ten, you coward. Do it. Text in backup, and then pick, pick 10. ten. Yeah, do it. <laughs> you may not win the contest, but you'll win our respect. We're, we're talking people into the lowest picks possible. <laughs> you may not be may not materialize in pizza, but I'll give you a. Hearty thumbs up for doing that. My kudos. <laughs> uh, thanks to Valentino's and Alumni Hall for being a part of that uh, this year. Uh, a couple of quick things I want to say. I, we're, we're, we're actually going to get into the sound off because we had uh, Major Mark on earlier. Um, j- just real quick, uh, Tim Ruzan normally joins us here in this segment. We're hoping we're going to uh, get back to having him uh, him on. Um, uh, but not on today with us, so I did miss that. And then just the other, only other thing that I, I want to mention, I said I was going to talk um, a little bit more about this Morfeld thing. Um, it's not going to be much um, for a variety of reasons, uh, but I do want to just put out there that uh, I did offer him a an opportunity to come on the show today with us, uh, and he declined that opportunity. So um, I just there have been a lot of people who have asked if that has happened or if that or telling saying that should happen um i did i did put that forward uh and he uh he did not and so um because of the high temperature in the room on everything associated with this and unfortunately you know now as you've probably seen um there are 
legal ramifications for everything. And um, if anything, I should be uh, aware and understanding of those. Uh, I am not going to say anything more at this time. You can listen to my uh, podcast, uh, the podcast at 610. I um, I talked a little bit about it primarily from the morning show's perspective. You can check that out if you want to hear more on that. Uh, all right. So let's go to the sound off now and uh normally we do the sound off at 6 35 so this is a good opportunity for you listeners who are uh later morning listeners this is what you're missing at 6 35 uh here's a preview of what you missed here's what you normally it's nice <laughs> we got to move these around a little bit because i know how it goes with morning radio i'm the same way like you hear the same segment every day because you're in the car at the same day and you, you're like oh i didn't know that they did this at other times of the day 6 35 every morning i kind of give people a uh a, a real a, a roundup kind of a fast-paced roundup uh of we you know this this show is mainly predicated on local news but the sound off we like to just get a quick roundup of everything that's going on nationally because we know you want to be updated uh in addition to the fox news updates that kind of gets you covered there and frankly you know let's be honest caleb uh we we fight through the politics stuff at the beginning because it's news uh and then we get to some non-politics interesting fun, fun a little bit uh, more fun towards the end some fun you know whatever that it might be so we do all of that so let us jump in to the sound off today and we've got to start oh my goodness the elon musk the elon musk thing whoo the Elon Musk thing is going interestingly at Twitter. I guess we can say that for sure. Uh, the latest on this is uh, well, I, I'm going to let I'm going to let the story be told here uh, by Cheryl Cheryl Kassum. Uh Twitter Blue. This is the eight dollar thing that uh, Musk was going to roll out that he got a yeah. lot of critique for. They're going to wait on that for for a little while here. And oh, then I couldn't have guessed. We've also got some impersonation issues on Twitter going on too. The Twitter Blue premium subscription service that will cost eight dollars a month on hold until after Election Day. An internal communication showing Twitter workers worried that the new service could lead to a scenario where a fake account pays the money to impersonate someone, maybe someone famous. This, as comedian Kathy Griffin suspended after impersonating. Elon Musk. Here's what Musk tweeted going forward. Any Twitter handles engaging in impersonation without clearly specifying parody will be permanently suspended. Okay, so you've got to now if you're so does Fopolini have to do this? I think so. Or does the name itself Fopolini, which literally means fake Polini in French, I think. Uh, so does that do enough to do it? So his in for instance, the handle is Fopolini, right? But it also says within right. the the bio parody account. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. So he'll be fine, I guess. Good. We can keep uh, Fopolini. <laughs> oh man! And, and listen, if you thought the craziness was going to end in politics, uh, locally or nationally, especially nationally, after tomorrow is over, oh, get ready, because it sounds like. It sounds like Trump might make an announcement uh, in be- in between the midterms and the holidays about running for 2024. Yeah. And and now remember when Trump and DeSantis were like, you know, they're like friends and uh, that seems like that is coming to an end big time and fairly quickly. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu questions launching a new campaign within the next 10 days or so due to midterm fatigue. Announcing you're going to run for office between an election and Christmas is a terrible idea because one thing I can say for America is we're all going to be really happy one way or the other that the election is over. Sununu on CBS's Face the Nation Sunday 
Meanwhile, the former president upset some conservatives Saturday during his rally in Pennsylvania while quoting polling regarding the nomination. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Many did not like the derogatory nickname aimed at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, with some conservative writers questioning the tactic just days before the midterms. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Okay. Everybody's got their feelings on Trump. You, you've probably speculated on mine over the years and maybe not been that hard to figure it out. That's it. Some of his nicknames have made me laugh. <laughs> some of them have been really weak and need some better writers. Very for, third grade. That one, that, I'm giving that one a 7 out of 10. I mean, still, the top one still had to be low energy, Jeff. It's just low energy. <laughs> that one, that one. Now, that, so that was on the funny side. The, and then on, it wasn't necessarily a nickname, but with the whole unselect committee, that one needed a lot, a lot of work. That was a little lazy, I thought. Yeah. It, it needed to get the writing room, try some more things on that one. But, you know, they're hit or miss. It happens. <laughs> Now, you could win the lottery. We talked already about the uh, the lottery a lot. We were running the numbers during the morning drive. But if you win it, maybe you could uh, do it like this uh, man in China who won, uh, I don't know if it's the equivalent of Powerball in China, but he won won the Chinese lottery, and he seemed very unhappy that he won it. Take a listen to the way that he handled this. He won more than $30 million in a Chinese lottery, but he didn't want his wife and kids to know about it. The man, identified only by the pseudonym Lee, donned a bright yellow cartoon mascot costume when he claimed his winnings. The reasoning? Less sinister than you might think. Lee says he didn't want his family to feel superior to other people now that they're rich, and he wants them to continue to work hard and study. Lee donated some of his winnings to a lottery fund that supports vulnerable communities in China. He says he's been playing the same numbers for the last decade. Gianna Jolosi, Fox but, News. But but why? <laughs> what why have you been you st- I need you to not be entitled. I was it just to be able to give it like, I want to know how much he gave it away and then what he plans for the rest of it and is he really never going to tell his wife and kids can you do that? I guess you can. Like sometimes at some point things are going to get suspicious. Could you hold, what do they say he won 30 million? <laughs> Here's a fun question. Oh no. Here's here's a fun question. Could you win thirty million dollars and have your family not find out? That that's a you're suddenly, that's a reality show. You're suddenly a lot less stressed about bills. What's going on? What did you do? Did you read a book? You're just so much better like, mentally. You, where do you hit that sweet spot of getting enough new nice stuff that it doesn't raise any eyebrows in your own household? Right, honey. I hey, know how much you make, but how do we afford that down there? It's a nice new suit. It was on sale. Clearance rack. <laughs> Everything's Clearance on rack. sale. <laughs> you, how have you been hitting so many amazing clearance sales lately? And I got to tell you, I just hit this one at the Lamborghini store. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> they had a used Lamborghini down at the lot. <laughs> Six thousand cash, right? It just uh, uh, it was too good to not get. <laughs> Uh, go. Oh what else do we have? Do you use nonstick pans? Do you, do you use nonstick pans when you cook? I do. I, think. I just I had a ugh, I had too many that I just hated that were not nonstick, and then I got them. But there's always these like concerns, and he's like, "Hey, do you know what's happening when you're using nonstick pans?" And I probably should be more concerned about it than I am.
Whether it's Teflon or one of the other nonstick surfaces out there, you can fry bacon and then clean the residue without having to scrub. But Dr. Cheng Fang at the University of Newcastle says millions of tiny plastic particles may be coming off those pans while you're cooking or washing up. In fact, they say just one scratch on a Teflon pan releases 9,100 particles. And the researchers say these Teflon microparticles in our food might be a health concern which needs investigating because we don't know much about these emerging contaminants. Roger Stern, Fox News. Okay. Don't scratch those things. Be very careful when you're flipping your eggs. Don't ever make food. They're huge with eggs, though. Seriously. Just eat raw beets for um, life. Black Friday. Uh, not here yet. 18 but days. The retailers are starting to want you to believe Black Friday is basically the year. All year Because around. it is such a marketing word. It makes you, it gets you in that deal-finding mood and gets you in the... If uh, we're permanently in Black Friday, why are prices still not any like, better? Like, seriously, like, I, 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 I'm starting to believe that they just say Black Friday upon on top of sales they were going to do anyway at this point. Um, and uh, the biggest retailers are all jumping in this, including, you know, one you might have heard of. Black Friday is no longer a one-day shopping extravaganza. Now it's weeks upon weeks of deals and promotions that start as early as October. But today, Walmart's Black Friday begins, and as in previous years, it's being split out across several week-long events, with Walmart Plus members getting early access to deals. Walmart's first event starts online today and in-store on November the 9th. Shoppers can expect to score deals on Apple devices, Roomba, robot vacuums, 4K TVs, cookware, clothing, and much more. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And credit to them. I'm a little bit more interested when they say Black mm-hmm. Friday other than discounts. Yeah. I don't know why. Something it's because about- in the past, I, I, because at one time in my life, I scored a really good Black Friday deal online, and I'm st- I'll always be chasing it. There's something about Black Friday that says extra discount. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a high that goes along <laughs> with it, to be honest. Uh, all right, we'll finish with this one. Uh, the weekend box office. I don't know. It's all it's all Black Adam now, right? Isn't yeah, it? Is it, it is. People, nobody seems to really like that movie. Uh, Have you heard I anybody thought, that's like, it was awesome? I thought Officer Chad loved it. Oh, Officer Chad liked it. Yeah. Nobody but Officer Chad liked Ch- it. He is the reason for Black Adam's success. Black Adam, number one for the third straight week. I was a slave until I died. Reborn a god. The film adding 18 and a half million in ticket sales, bringing its domestic total over 137 million. A Japanese animated sequel debuts in the second spot. One Piece film. One Piece film read by Sony's Crunchyroll division, selling $9.5 million worth of tickets, and the romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise, number three in its third week, with $8.5 million in ticket sales. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. I mean... Are these drawing you to the theaters? I I mean, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, there's some real chemistry there. I I mean, I'm not really a rom-com guy, but... I like Clooney. If I had to do one... It's basically like Mamma Mia, isn't it? It's like the story of Mamma Mia, essentially, but with uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, a divorced couple at a destination wedding. <laughs> right. uh, did you see the new uh, trailer for the Will Ferrell Christmas movie? Yes, I did. 
I told you about that. Did you? That it's basically a Christmas carol. I don't remember you telling me that. Well, I saw it this week. Yeah, I told you and JB, and he goes, oh, I can't come up with anything original. No. Somehow I missed that. All right, it's 825. We'll take a break. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's Ellen K. today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk 1499. KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. Ah, yes, Dirk Chatelain, World Herald, flying high on the the columns and the joy in Gretna, continuing to win football games. Good morning, Dirk. How are you doing today? Jack, uh... The dragons are doing better than the Huskers. I think we can. I think we can safely assume that. Yeah, that's that's probably. Hey, did, uh, did, did Lincoln fair. East win its playoff game on Friday night? I, I missed the score. Uh, they uh, they they that uh, they, didn't, <laughs> they had a very good academic day in school. I'll tell you that. Very good. Lot of, lot, but not a National Honor Society students getting after it during the day on Friday. That's hey, for sure. When you ask your kids how their day was at school. Do they ever say anything more than one word? No, no, it's impossible. You know, I've 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 tried a new strategy with that, and and you can try this if you want to. But I say, tell me something interesting about your day. <laughs> it doesn't always work, but it's a little bit more. Like, I don't know. It's it's a little bit more evocative than how was your day. See, right? we went with we went with the uh, what made you laugh today. Oh, that's what a good made one. You, what what made you sad today? We tried that for a little while. Uh, yeah, that ran out. Of, that well, ran I was going to say we've tried the thing at the dinner table, like what was the best and what was the worst part of your day. Um, <laughs> but then that gets depressing really fast, sort of for everyone because yeah. everybody sort of focuses on the worst part. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and it's it's almost like like they walk in the door and they completely forget about the seven hours they just experienced. That's, so yeah, I've done that, and then I'm like, did you learn anything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what? I had a I had a great uncle who he used to ask me what you learned today. Yeah, and uh, and I'd say nothing. Of course, I was like ten years old, and he'd say, "Boy, you sure are stupid." <laughs> he was basically he was basically my first Twitter critic. <laughs> <laughs> that really developed that thick skin that you've needed in this job for the last that's couple right. of decades. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, well, Dirk, um, I did learn something on Saturday, um, and then that's that Nebraska football somehow is still capable of giving me eternal hope and excitement for finally pulling out a win that I never think that they're going to get, and then watching it all crash down on me in devastation in the following uh, 90 minutes or so. Happened again. I, yeah, I, I still blame this on on childhood, like you know, memories of success. Uh, because I, for some stupid reason, I still expect that when they're dominating a game through like thirty minutes, that they're going to continue to dominate the game for the next thirty minutes. And yes. like, I still fall into that trap even yeah. after twenty years of this mess. Uh, that was I, I. I was actually I missed the fourth quarter. I was uh, I was had to go back and watch it. Because I was coaching the seventh grade basketball game on Saturday, but Ooh. but I uh, I 
and and we also went zero and two that day. But uh, but but I'm just I'm just amazed, like following it, like how how they find you know stupid ways to mess it up. Oh like gosh. it's just you, you know, the, Jack Jack. How is it possible that ninety thousand people in the stadium uh, are basically telling the offensive coordinator to do something and he does the opposite? I don't uh, know. It's, it's sort of reached that point. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you, like, is there? Is there is there like a devil's advocate? Is there some? Is there an explanation out there that I'm missing um, about why now two weeks in a row Nebraska's made the decisions that it has with the quarterback position? Like, am I am I just missing something obvious out there? Tell me if I am. No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I go back to the Iowa game last year, right? And like Logan Smothers wasn't great, but there was clearly a formula there to you know, to win a football game uh, until until they fell apart in the fourth quarter and, you know, special teams blew it and all that. But, like, I think that at least shows me that it's that it's possible to be conservative, to to use, you know, the a running quarterback the right way and, and to just sort of muck it up and, and win, win a football game, win ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Mark Whipple just refuses to win a game ugly is – I don't know. It's baffling. Like I, it's, it makes it a lot harder to, first of all, I mean, it makes it easier to see why, why the, the Whipple thing was not a slam dunk, you know, six months ago. Uh, but it also makes it, I think, harder to evaluate Mickey Joseph because it's like, geez, what is going on here where, uh, you know, offensively they just, they just grind to a halt. Um, oh, man. and I think, at some point, you have to put some of that on the head coach. Is is as awkward as it is with with the offensive coordinator basically being the head coach's boss two months ago, and now the you know now Mickey is Mark That's Whipple's true. boss. That's true. Uh, I imagine those dynamics are not you know as simple as you would like them to be. But but gosh darn it! Like at some point, you know, you got to find a way to win a football game. I, and, and and Saturday was a golden opportunity that Nebraska let slip away. The hardest thing for thing for fans is you know the, the, when they they talk. There's two things that are kind of said by the coaches for the last two weeks about the decisions that they've made with the quarterback room, and that's about who's looked like what in practice, and then it's about well. Chuba is the better passer, and we were going to need to pass in those situations. Okay, well, at some point, I mean, like at some point, the practice thing has to wear off based on what right. you're seeing on the field. Number one, I get it right away. Initially, a few drives, I get it, and then number two, uh, I also get the pass thing initially. But and God, I hate to be just rough on it. He 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 just hasn't made a difficult pass yet in two games. No. Uh, no, and, and he's had some drops. He's had some drops, but he's not made. He's not. He's just not been been hitting the target with the passing. No, the, the argument. The argument for Smothers isn't. Oh, Logan Smothers must be a lot better. Uh, you know, as an overall player, uh, it, it's just that he he gives you a dynamic. I think that that is a little bit harder to defend. And if you you go that direction and you you know you sort of play a model of football that's that's more quarterback run heavy and you try to just grind it out and and again nebraska just they just refuse to try to grind it out it's like they're they're constantly trying to uh whipple's constantly trying to 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 sort of you know execute a vision in his head and it's like at some point dude you you don't have the players on the field to execute that vision um and and i just Jack, in the big picture, does it really matter if they beat Minnesota or not on Saturday? Yeah. No, they're they're four well, and eight or three and nine. But like, 
the whole point of this thing, the whole the whole reason that again your your stadium fills up on Saturday uh, is that people want to want to maximize what they have. Like, and even if they don't have much, they want to maximize it. They want to try to win a football game. That's the whole point of the, the deal. And uh, to let to let wins get away, like I think they have. You know, certainly on Saturday, I think last Saturday against Illinois was was less winnable. Uh, but but still, like you got to find a way to to maximize what you have, and it doesn't feel like Nebraska is doing that right now. Well, and I could argue that it. it I mean, it, whether or not I guess it mattered in the big term, I think it's got ramifications because you know no one knows for sure. But if there is any inkling, and I wouldn't be surprised if there has been, and maybe still is, that Mickey Joseph is going to be named the head coach in in Trev Alberts' head. That that actually making that decision and that announcement, if and when that's going to happen, is going going to become less and less feasible, uh, or at yeah. least less and less like hard, more and more hard to sell. I guess I yeah I should I don't say th- I don't think it changes the big picture. If that's the direction they go, I don't think it change. You know, six months from now, nobody's going to care whether Joseph was was three and nine or four and eight or or even five and seven. Like I don't think it really matters long term but but you nailed it it gets a lot harder to sell it i think immediately because yeah. it's like wait a second nebraska is willing to pay you know seven eight nine million dollars for a head coach uh and and you know seemingly opening up doors across college football to, to lots of different people that would listen and they chose you know uh a guy who'd never been a head coach at the division one level who just you know went one and six down the stretch like that's like, that's a tough sell right dirk you've been to a lot of uh, uh, and i guess you don't make a decision based on this you've been to a lot of 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 press conferences introducing coaches unfortunately because of the history of nebraska in the last two decades i'm sure i mean there will never have been one i mean won't the, all the questions be about why you still did it <laughs> given the the way the season ended I mean, how do you, this is supposed to be a celebration, right? Yeah. Well, like, how is that going to be pulled that, off? Yeah, that's the part that's hard. And so, and again, this is not fair to Mickey Joseph in a lot of ways, right? Like, come on, this is this is not the roster that in his head. Uh, that might be what Trev is thinking. Yeah, maybe it well, is. Well, and it's true. Like, uh, that's not a spin job. That's true. Like, this is not what the football team is is going to look like a year from now. And and. You know, if if he's the guy, he's going to have a lot different visions for what it looks like, uh, including probably a different play caller. But it just gets harder to generate the same level of excitement. And maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, maybe that doesn't matter. It might not. Maybe we, maybe we not. don't need a maybe we don't need a coronation. You know, right. maybe we've come maybe we've come to think of this thing and and sort of put the um, put the priorities in the wrong place. But I I just think uh, it's. If they name Mickey Joseph the head coach after what's happened the last three or four weeks, it's it's gonna it's gonna come with with a lot more head scratching uh, than you would ordinarily like and when you name a head coach. Dirk, I think I might have asked you this last week, but if you're if, let's say you're Trev, I'm just gonna put you on a hypothetical. You're Trev, okay, and you've for whatever reason you've decided it's got to be Mickey, right? Whether it's you know the the other options you wanted aren't available, or you've got or deep down believe it's the right thing, is there is there any reason you don't do it this week if you're there? And, and it, it, I mean, is there, uh, you, you can talk the benefits of the recruiting and all of those other things, but wouldn't you just do it this week then? Because it feels like that would be, le- you'd have less of that kind of an atmosphere than you would on the week after Thanksgiving. Boy, you'd really have to spin it. Like, because, you know, you might lose to Michigan 
forty nine to three. Uh, but the press conference you, is over at least then. <laughs> I know, but do you really want that to be the the first image of your head coach of your new head coach? Uh, that would be tough. Uh, you know, I, I think. Gosh, Jack, I don't know. I mean, there's you know, Trev surprised me last year by by naming Scott, you know, giving him one more year when he did um, Mm -hmm. immediately after the Ohio state loss. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That surprised me that he did it then. So, so maybe, maybe the same approach will be used now. Like, Hey, just, just get the decision out of the way. So people stop talking about it and they can rally around it. But I, I just don't know. I don't know if you want your first image of, of your new head coach to be playing at the big house, you know, against, a top five team in the country. Um, I, I, agree. I, I, I think I would wait. I think I would wait. Even, even, uh, ideally you do you, Ideally you do it after a good performance. I think if, you know, if Mickey was going to be the guy in Nebraska beat Minnesota, maybe that changes things. Yeah. Uh, but, but they're in a tough spot right now. Like they've got to find a way, um, to, if, if it's going to be Joseph, they've got to find a way to, to not only uh, sell it properly, but but to also pick the right time to do it because yeah. this doesn't feel like the right. Time. Okay, so here's your if you're if you're in that spot, and he may not be in that spot. Okay, maybe he's maybe it's not going to be Mickey. Maybe there is, you know, maybe he's still got maybe he's got somebody else. Maybe he's close to getting somebody else. But if he is this scenario that we're talking about, honestly, what I would do, Dirk, you're maybe you're right. You don't do it going into Michigan. You hope and pray that there's a win against Wisconsin or Iowa. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. In a game, and by the way, and it sounds now it sounds like right. We're talking about it after this Minnesota loss. It sounds like oh man, there's nothing that's going to make this season feel a whole lot better. It probably still will feel pretty good if they beat Wisconsin or Iowa to the fan base at least in this situation, and the iron will be hot at that point to to yeah, do I it. Think, but you got to have one of those, right? Any any victory at the. With with who they play the next three games, any any victory is going to feel really good. Yeah, if they beat um, Mich- Michigan, and you're going to do this. Don't let him get off the sideline before he signs the paper. <laughs> if if they beat Michigan uh, as a as a four touchdown underdog, uh, just give him a lifetime contract. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, see, <laughs> but no, it's it's a really interesting situation right now uh, because you know we were sort of talking about this off air, but like. You know, you think about how much different this whole thing could have been had they named a different interim coach, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm not saying that Joseph wouldn't have been a candidate. He could have still been a candidate. Uh, but but it's really interesting how this has played out and how the fan base has gotten behind him as they have. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it has sort of complicated this whole thing in a way that was probably unnecessary. Yeah. Like, what um, if Bush or Whipple were the, were the head coach now? I mean, this is, you're, you're right. Because here after this happened, I remember thinking this, I probably said it to you, Dirk and said, okay, this is going to be like a no pressure set of games here now, right? It's all gravy. And no matter what, at the end of it, you're going to have a new sort of the new era and the new hope. And somehow it's turned into the opposite of that again, which is incredible that you can do that. First of all, we're really, really stupid. In thinking, and you're much smarter than I am, but but often I will think that, you know, in the midst of a bad season or a time like this, that the games don't really matter that much. The games always matter to Nebraska fans. Yeah, like they just yes. they always do. I'm foolish to think that they don't mean that much because even in even in a season like this, uh, people still live and die with with the team for 60 minutes. Um, but I'm I'm also really surprised, Jack, that that there's as much Joseph support as there is. Like, 
I'm not saying that there's not an argument to hire him. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, and behind the scenes, you know, he might be doing a, a phenomenal job. Uh, I think there's some serious recruiting potential. But usually these things are married to the, to the on-field result. And Nebraska is not playing well. They're not maximizing. And I'm surprised that that doesn't stick to Joseph more than it has. Uh, Nebraska basketball likely beats Maine. Should be in some early bracketologies after that. Tell me how closely you'll be looking for that after a win tonight against Maine. Well, this is a pretty exciting day, right? Like college basketball sort of has an opening day. Uh, and while it's a little bit odd that it's, you know, on a Monday and, yeah. um, you know, at least it's, at least it, uh, this is kind of that fun overlap where, where there's about four or five weeks here where, where both sports are, are playing at the same time. And it feels like there's, you know, always something on TV, you check the ticker and you see a score and you're not sure whether it's a football score or a basketball score. Um, I know that bothers you, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it changes the conversation a little bit. I think I'm really interested to see if, if all the positivity that Fred Hoiberg is, is expressing about an identity shift in his team uh, is actually practical because to say that I'm skeptical would be putting it mildly. Uh, I think this team is going to have a really hard time. The, the hope, though, Jack, and I said this last week on the World Herald podcast, I think the Big Ten is a lot weaker than it was a year ago. Um, and I think if you look at preseason okay. rankings and expectations, uh, I, I think most people agree with that. So, Which Nebraska uh, is still yeah, last Nebraska, in by those preseason rankings and things of well, in a week. Yeah, big, I, mean, yeah I know. I know what you're I'm saying. saying I think it will be easier to get from 14th right. to 9th than it was a year ago. Good. Good. That'd be nice. And here's my counter argument to your, you know, your skepticism about it. Something has to go right sports wise in my life. That's my <laughs> yeah, argument. Been, Something has to go right. That since the world, you've been saying that since the Royals yep. won the world. Since twenty fifteen, since that day, I've been paying that price now for seven <laughs> years and I've not been had sports joy since that moment. Maybe this is it. Uh Dirk, good to talk to you. Uh we'll see what happens a week from now. And uh we'll uh, talk uh, be, next Monday morning. Th- there will be no shortage of things to talk uh, about. There's no uh, doubt. There never is. All right, have a good one, Dirk. Uh, there you go, Dirk Challen. Omaha World Herald eight fifty six wrap up the show after this on K L I N. Myra. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 42 degrees in the capital city, and we are wrapping up the show. That is it. We are going to be back here tomorrow. Election Day. Election Day. Election Day. We're going to have Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, joining us at 710. We'll also have John Baylor, Husker Volleyball, coming off another couple of wins. One of them, whew, a little tight, though. So we'll get yeah. into that as well. We've got Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber joining us as well. Fantasy Huskers, Marie took 35. Mexi Fry took 50 and a half. He's a degenerate. A half? Can you take half points? I'm allowing it. Seems like a bad Next choice. two people take 50 and 51. <laughs> Say 59. It's 9 o'clock now on KLI and Lincoln. <laughs>